You're listening to WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, Community Radio with Global Soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Bring It In Show, for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. What's going on? Welcome to the Bring It In Show. I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. As always, I got to turn my my headphones up. I I can't even hear myself. And I can't hear myself. And I'm joined by Jamie. Uh, It's been been a little while since you've been here, Jamie. It's nice to uh, have you back. Cheers. 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 Glad to be back, too. It's been a busy few weeks. Got a lot of family coming through town. it's just been a lot of work, so getting a minute to reunite myself with the show. So it's good to be here, Glenn. Thanks for having me as always. Oh yeah, it's always it's always great having you uh, come in. Um, and I mean, man, I wanted to talk to you about the Masters so much last week. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, now we're we're even closer to home with the uh, golf that went on this weekend. But what did you think about the the guys in the live tournament and just how how they uh how they performed? Yeah, they um they had a lot of guys that were up there in the top um 10 um which I would have expected, you know, they're when they were ranked properly by the PGA Tour in the world rankings, these, you know, the guys that finished up top were generally um, up in the top of the rankings anyway. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable performance from Phil Mickelson on Sunday at the Masters. I mean, to come in uh, minus seven on his last round to shoot a total of minus eight and finish tied for second was pretty incredible. Yeah. But, Nobody was going to touch John Rahm if anybody watched it. I know we're a couple of weeks out of that, um, off that golf course now. But, man, John Rahm was, uh, he was just, he wasn't going to be beat. Yeah. I was I was just curious because I know there's, there's a lot of speculation about live versus the PGA guys. And it, it seemed like it kind of was a little even towards the end. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, and, they're more PGA guys. And and I'm sure everybody was expecting there to be some controversy, some kind of, you know, disruption or battle or, yeah, people being mad at each other of sorts. But I think it sounded like the way it went and way I, I saw it. Everybody seemed to get along just fine. Yeah. It, it, it seemed... 
seemed just fine there. And, um, and this weekend, um, you know, everybody that typically the tournament after the Masters uh, gets ghosted by most of the top players um, due to some PGA changes and obligation that the tour members have. Um, the tournament out at Hilton Head, um, all the players had to play. So it was like the lo most loaded field um, at the RBC Heritage they've seen in forever, basically. Uh, and, and it's the first time in the last six years that I couldn't, that I haven't been there. So it's a little disappointing on that aspect, but another great tournament. Yeah. Uh, when it actually holds Jordan Speed was very close to defending his championship, which is something you very rarely see on tour. Um, and extra holes on Sunday, uh, beautiful tournament uh, outside of some weather on Friday. Uh, I think, what was it? A little weather on Thursday or Friday. Um, that it was Thursday had a little wet rain delay, but when you got all these golfers playing in these tournaments, believe me, it's a lot different to watch them. Yeah. You look at the top of the lineup for, uh, at the RBC this week, you know, you got Speed, Cantley, Schaffler, or Shoffley. Uh, Scheffler was there for a while, but fell off. I mean, you're still you're looking at all, all the top guys in the PGA, man. It was a shame I had to miss it this year. <laughs> well, we'll we're, our mission is to get you back there covering right. it next year. So we'll be on that next year, huh, Kells? Oh, absolutely. Don't worry though. More PGA guys are gonna be playing the Heritage now that the first is twenty million. Uh-huh. It, ju it juiced them up. <laughs> Say what you want about the L I V, but it's helping the PGA purses go up, so Yeah, and, and and the new commitment contract they've got with all these golfers is you're you're not allowed. I, and the story about this tournament is basically Rory McElroy didn't play at the Heritage and he's getting fined three million dollars for not playing. Why? Why he has to play now? Is it? Is it yeah. just? Is it just certain tournaments that he's got to play? Because I mean, guys, guys kind of pick and choose when when they want to play. So now, are you obligated to play in certain tournaments? Uh, I'm guessing. Well, uh I think particularly for him in this one, I, I think he's sponsored by RBC and it's an RBC tournament. So it, it could have had a factor in that. It. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Is he getting, is he getting fined by his sponsor for not, not showing up to a uh, company yeah. picnic? Well, <laughs> the way the tour, the way the tour looks at it is similar into the effects of like, um, if, your top golfers aren't playing in that tournament. Yeah. You're likely affecting um, the, the amount of people that are going to come out and watch. Okay. Also, so the amount of viewership on TV, too. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean... Kind of like, like those NBA guys when they like to just sit out for rest. So like the Mavs just, got, uh, Mavs just got fined for doing that. Tanking for draft picks. Yeah, a lot too. Yeah, can't do that. No. Can't do that. And you shouldn't be able to do that. 
and that's one of the reasons why you hear people talk about like not having an interest in the NBA because of you know yep. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that's a whole that's a whole other subject, and we probably don't have enough time in our in our in our show time to get into that. Yeah, I mean I'm I <laughs> I don't have enough information in my head to go back and forth besides <laughs> just giving no. you my straight up opinion. Um, exactly. I mean, it, I've I've heard certain things about the fact that, and and you can tell like guys aren't necessarily out drinking and clubbing like they used to be in the '80s when they were playing every single game. So they're taking care of their body better from the jump, but they still need more rest. But I mean, hey, pitchers need rest too. So I mean. Woods, I, it's 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 a tough one. I mean, when you go over to uh, England and you see soccer teams, I mean, guys are constantly getting rest. But I mean, they're playing in so many different tournaments. They have guys who are set not to play in smaller tournaments and things like that. But man some some breaking nfl news i don't know how big of a breaking nfl news story this is or how surprising anybody's going to be but the eagles have just made jalen hurts the highest paid nfl player given him uh a deal 255 million dollars with 126 million of it guaranteed. I think that's what it says. Yeah. Man, I'm seeing 100, 179 million. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's just 126 wow. has to be paid before. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's I, I, huge. That hurts so good. <laughs> I, didn't I, I didn't really see that coming. I mean, I didn't either, but I didn't either. the because the Eagles didn't have to, but they figured... Well, I never felt like the Eagles were fully committed to him, did it? I mean, I've, I've thought they were this year. I mean, it seemed like... Because he took them all the way to where he took them. Yeah, yeah that's... Up, up I mean... until this year, no. Yeah. But when he took them to the Super Bowl and, and, and he had, like, you know, that huge year, I think they started to, you know, understand how good he was this year. Yeah, I, good for him though. I think I think that's a good move, man. I don't see him being a problem for the Eagles the next five years. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, I don't see him. He's got leadership written all over him. I mean, he's. If he keeps the core of guys around him, he's going to do well. So you think this hurts or helps Lamar? I mean, I don't think – I think it hurts Lamar trying to get – if the reports are true and Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract, I mean, I think this hurts him. Just, But I also – like, the fully guaranteed, like, I mean, how many organizations are going to do that? 
I mean, we know the Browns have done it, but we know the Browns have also done so many boneheaded things. They've had, I mean, in the past 20 years, how many starting quarterbacks have the Browns had? Can somebody figure that out for me? Oh, I mean, it's it, it's it, it's over fifteen. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna without say me, it's over thirty. Googling, there you go. And how many bad first round picks also have they had too? Yeah, um, so I mean, it's it's one thing if you see the Patriots turn around a couple years ago and give Tom Brady a fully guaranteed guaranteed contract because he's he's been there he's done it multiple times I mean he's he's the goat I mean he's got all the rings to prove it so it would be one thing if they did it in organization and that would really set the bar in my opinion but I mean you, you can't let the Browns set the bar in the NFL on how much a quarterback's supposed to get paid. But, I mean, have you guys heard the all all the talk recently about the Ravens gave, or Lamar gave the Ravens two names if they wanted them to play quarterback this year? It was Hopkins and Beckham. So. Well, so far so good. I mean, yeah. They got, got Beckham, one. and the other one's still free agent at the moment. So we'll see where that goes. But, I mean, you you wrap up. You get Hopkins, too. And then it's almost like Lamar has to play on the franchise tag. There's no sign in him once if the Ravens go out and get another wide receiver. There's, I mean... That maybe yeah. there, maybe there is, but when you want a lot of guaranteed money, I don't know how the uh, books would go, how how that would work. I mean, I've seen the Ravens cap, and yeah, I mean, if if they're giving money to another wide receiver, which I I welcome, I like them to give Lamar all the weapons that he wants or that he thinks he may need. Um, but, yeah. How, how do you get all those receivers and still sign Lamar? So, I would think this would be a play. Lamar gets two world-class receivers if if this does pan out. Plays one year on the franchise tag, bets on himself, and then, yeah, then he signs easy. that contract. He's basically he's basically in a situation where he has to bet on himself again because they're yeah. not giving him the money. They would have given it to him if they were giving it to him. Yeah, whatever so, the yeah, terms 100%. of the uh, whatever the terms of the contract are. Yeah, I mean that yeah, they're yeah. discussing. And, and then at that point, if he doesn't want to play, and they get both those receivers, man, I'll take I take my chances with your backup and those two receivers. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's I mean, not really Lamar, is. but he still fills in pretty nicely. <laughs> it's really, really good move on the organization to go ahead and try and get Hopkins, anyways, because then you back yourself up. Because y'all's defense is really good too. Yeah, 
they got a lot of good good defenders on the other side of the ball. Yeah, and if he doesn't do anything with those two guys, he's going to end up being Garland. Then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if he doesn't, if he bets on himself and it doesn't pan out, I mean, which he he essentially is as long as he shows up, which I mean, I can't see him not showing up. First off, when he's hanging out with OBJ already, he's. He's still in every picture I've seen since he's requested a trade. He's still wearing his Ravens chain, the emblem of the Ravens. I mean, he he's definitely got enough money that he could get that swapped out if he was that bitter with any anybody. So, I mean, I see I see him betting on himself again but he's got to do it he's got to be I mean I hate saying this but I say it just because of the situation not because of the way the players play but but he's got to be Joe Flacco it's contract year you have to go and I mean Joe Flacco Remember when he was having that playoff run and everybody was comparing him to Joe Montana because that's the only other player that had a playoff run like that? I mean, come on. Is Joe Flacco anywhere close to Joe Montana? He had one great string through the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl. I mean... I mean, you also got to think, like, if you got Hopkins on one side and OBJ on the other, Mark Andrews is going to be open a lot more, too. Like, those three guys right there, like, I don't see what quarterback wouldn't want to try that out for a season. Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I would guarantee tons of them would love, love that. But, like you said, I mean, Coach Cheese – jumping in here saying Hertz has been to a uh Super Bowl and uh Lamar's price has to be close to that but I mean Hertz is Hertz is raising the bar and I mean as long as he keeps the Eagles where they were last year it's going to be hard for Lamar to to ask for more I mean so, but we'll we'll see what happens. And I I got my eyes peeled. I mean, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for the NFL to come back. We got the NFL draft. I believe it's. Is it next Thursday? Is the draft yeah, on the twenty uh, seventh? I think. Yeah. Yeah, that came up quick. Yeah, yep. I, I thought I thought it was the twenty seventh. So, I mean, we got one more week, and and guys are gonna start start linking up with new teams. We'll see how that goes. And I mean, then then in my eyes, once that happens, it's pretty much NFL season. I mean, yep. yep. Yeah. Well. See, because she's saying I see, Burrow, I see that. She's... Burrow and Herbert got to get paid too. 
Herbert's going it's going to be hard for Herbert to get too big of a paycheck having to play Patrick Mahomes all the time, I feel like, but right. Well, we'll see all these guys. I mean, that's that's a lot of good quarterbacks out there and the price tags are big. So, oh yeah. You know Joe Shiesty going to get his money. Well, I mean, he's he, yeah. Eventually. No, I mean, I'm, when's Joe, how many Joe more Burrow years is, does he have on his contract? Even. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I thought it was would have been already a contract year for him. Like his, he's got to be off the rookie one, right? Uh. Or how how long is a rookie contract? Three or four years. I'm I not, thought it was five. Yeah, I think I think it can be up to five. That's why sometimes it seems longer. All right. Yeah. But wait a second though. But either way, cheese coach cheese is right because both like you're gonna see some some quarterbacks getting paid some money the next couple seasons. Yeah, and and coach cheese, I'm I'm looking it up four years. With a five-year option is what Coach That's correct. said. Yeah. So, I mean, so now we we wait. And, I mean, kind of just what Coach was saying is now that I'm scrolling through some articles, the Eagles wanted to get this deal done before Herbert and Burrow got their deals. They lock him up for five more years and then let the other teams pay even more. Because, I mean, every every quarterback who gets signed, every big-name quarterback who gets signed is cool and they're always the newest, highest-paid player. So, see when the rest of these guys get that bag. Yep. Yep. I I know it's gonna be a lot of money locking up in contracts with these quarterbacks coming up. Oh. Man. Holy cow! Oh. oh yeah. I mean, Burrow, he's probably getting what six. He's gonna end up with getting sixty a year, sixty million a year, probably. Oh, he's got to. You know. I mean, he's he's a winning quarterback, especially. I feel like. They go to the Super Bowl, and then they started last year out so flat. But he was able, with the beginning of last year, remember how many hits he was taking? Yeah. I mean, and then to to bring the team back, like, the the way he did. I mean, I know he's not doing it alone, but, I mean, that shows... That shows a lot of fortitude from the old Joe Shiesty. That's right. Yes. And what what's going on with the Jets and Rodgers? Is, is that still still an ongoing scenario? I mean, that's yeah. It's I haven't heard anything lately. I heard. I think the last thing I heard was. A deal will probably get done on draft day, I think. 
I feel like that's the last I heard of anything. So we'll we'll see there. Yeah. Yeah. Why why can't why can't they just why can't he just make that official? It just can't get on it's it's enough already. It's like it's got to do with some money or I don't I I don't know, but yeah, it is enough already. It's like all right, man. Just just either go to the Jets or retire. Yeah. We, we got to get like, these. It's like trying to keep them accountable for stuff. And, like, they've already done one of the things and getting Lazard over there. But it's like, how much do you want them to do when they still have to pay you, bro? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think that's, it's... That's, it's a massive contract, dude. Like, yeah. I, th- I usually I usually like this guy, but I'm like this one's not making any sense to me. No, it's just a constant desire to just have attention about it. To be in the news. Exactly. Exactly. It's becoming distraction worthy. I mean, it's been it's been pretty uh distraction worthy for the past couple seasons i mean he he's i'm not saying he's not a good quarterback but i mean it he's he's always complaining about something and he's complaining about wide receivers and stuff like that but then he wants the same wide receivers to come like to the jets with him I, I, yo, bro, what is, what's going on with you? Yo, bro. Yo, bro. It's, it's actually necessary for Glenn to say that because I'm just like, I'm calling him dude and bro now to, I know. to keep my word, to keep my words calm because I'm just like, you want to be like, stop, just quit it. Enough. No, 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 Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Stop exactly. That. We're we're gonna tell you no. We're not Green Bay. No. Just just gone. Gone. Get over to the, the, the Jets. Sign the sign the contract. Grab the pen. Play football. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. <sighs> say whatever you want to say after you sign the contract. Yeah. And then just and then you better go out and win. Yes. Like. Uh, that that too. He's in New York. Does they're not gonna be that nice to him? No, you don't just get to carry your accolades to the next team. No, you start over from scratch. We know what you did, but you still gotta win now. Man, and like one awesome. said, the last couple seasons been a little shaky in the playoffs and not making the playoffs. So we know what you did last summer. A bunch of ayahuasca. Yep, That's what you did. <laughs> you went to Peru and you did went, a bunch of ayahuasca. Yeah. Went to a dark room and found yourself. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I want to ask everybody to stick with us. We got some local sports news coming up after our short break. And some more interesting tidbits on the Bring It In show. We'll be right back. 
This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. You are listening to your radio station, WRUU, which is presented by people just like you, people from your community. The voices you hear are your neighbors, coworkers, and other Savannah residents. Therefore, WRUU is your community radio station. So, won't you please help by donating whatever you can afford to help your neighbors stay on the air. Go to WRUU.org and support your local radio station with a monetary contribution of any amount. Again, you can support your local radio station at WRUU.org. Thank you. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. And we are back with the Bring It In show. We got awesome things going on this week, this weekend. We got the uh, Slam Art Fest is going on. Let me pull up that flyer real quick. Yeah, uh, this isn't sports related, but it's, it's local local stuff. So get out there to the Slam Art Festival, Savannah Local Artist Market, April 22nd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There are going to be over 75 local artists, food trucks there, painting, live music, poetry it's at the salvation army baseball field 3000 b road savannah georgia it's it's right over right over there by daffin park so go check that out we got the savannah falcons are playing a game a neutral site peach bowl classic they uh Looking for a field to make up the game from last week. As fields on certain weekends are just so hard. They played at Memorial Stadium this past weekend with a leukemia lymphoma awareness. They had the uh, grill giveaway. It was a lot of fun. A young man, cancer survivor, Carson, was out there. And he flipped the coin. He talked to the team before the game in the locker room. And he was able to run out with uh, the Falcons flag. He led the team out of the uh, locker room. And it was a uh, it was a nice time. We got Prey, Grant, and Worlds. All three scored touchdowns. Two two-point conversions. I believe one was Daniel Jordan. I'm not positive on who got the second two-point conversion. So the Savannah Falcons have moved to 
five and one for their third season in the EAFL. And like I was saying, they're playing a a neutral site game. This is how how hard it is to get field some just some weekends. Playing a neutral field in North Augusta, South Carolina. So they'll be going up against the Northeast Wolverines. They're both traveling to meet on a neutral field in South Carolina, North Augusta, and they're gonna have a uh, they're gonna have a little Peach Bowl Classic. And and the the Wolverines have a stud of a wide receiver who used to play for the Falcons and Jalen McNatt and um, Coach has been on on the show talking to us about him before the season started, but he moved out to uh, the Atlanta area, I believe. So he plays for them. It should be an awesome game. These are two of the top teams in Georgia in the EAFL this year. The... uh, I think right now, if you look at the the way the playoff bracket breaks down, I want to say the Wolverines are in the second spot. The Falcons are in the third. So it's looking like, I mean, it's going to, it looks like it's going to shuffle up somewhere like that. Wolverines in the first or second slot. Falcons in the third. Hopefully they can, uh, they have another game against the Duval Raiders, and that was only a three-point game. If they could beat them, then they could probably lock up that second slot uh, in the playoffs. So, I mean, the Falcons, your Savannah Falcons, your home team, I mean, they're doing better this season than they ever have. And there there were a lot of injuries out there on defense. Um, Jamie... They're having a nice year, man. They're having a nice year. Uh, it the the game started out with a little bit of a uh, blunder, trying to a uh, on a kickoff, first kickoff return for the uh, Falcons. They tried to do a little pitch back, uh, like every but missed his man and kind of just tossed the ball towards the end zone and the other team was able to, the Grizzlies were able to capitalize and get it on the uh, like three yard line. But I mean, our guy Latson, he had a beautiful kickoff return. He goes, he goes right. And then once the Grizzlies start going right, he kind of bootlegs almost to the left and then comes across the field for a touchdown. It was called back because there was such a big block on it that the refs said that it was uh it was an illegal block. It, it's tough. It's tough. It happened so fast, but the the sound of it and the fact that the guy <laughs> Stayed on the ground for a little while. Um, I think that helped have the flag be thrown. So they they did call that back, but it was uh it it was 
it was nice to see that uh that kickoff return specialist in action so it was a good time neutral game and then may 6th they'll be finishing up their regular home schedule at memorial stadium so i mean only only a only a couple games left uh four games left total the neutral game one home game and two away games and the two away games are i mean if you're around you could still make them i'm sure because the two away games are against the outlaws and the pooler broncos so i mean fingers crossed that those two games could end the same way that they were last last time i mean the falcons are definitely playing the best football that they have in the past couple years uh clicking on offense and defense and i mean they it's you you make mistakes but when they make mistakes that defense i mean that defense is so good in the red zone it's like that's it's like somebody will march down the field and i swear the grizzlies threw the ball maybe six times the entire game I mean, I got to give it to the the quarterback and the running backs for the Grizzlies because they were out there like Eddie George just running, like chunking up yards, five to eight yards a game. But then they get into the red zone and it wasn't it wasn't working for them. So they they got the one score and a two point conversion and then they just got a lot they just got stuffed in the red zone a lot a lot so it's always it's always fun watching that defense uh just take over a game so when you guys got to get out there next time yes March 6th, or May 6th. March 6th is already <laughs> In the books. Every time I make it out to a game, the crowds get a little bit bigger. Yeah. That's the... So, we're going to say you're you're the good luck charm, Jamie. Every time you get out right. there, crowds That's get right. bigger. You got to get out there. Next time we get a big crowd going, we get... We get Pack the house for the season closer. That would be awesome. We need we need enough people in the stand so we can get the wave going. Yeah, come on, guys. Make your uh, make your plans now. Our uh, other home team, the Savannah Clovers, they were able on Friday to get their very first professional win they were down in daytona playing uh club d lion fc and they they go down i think at halftime it was one to nothing and then 
the Clovers come in and take a, uh, they, they come through huge at the end of the game. 79th minute, they get a penalty by Andrew Barrowman. And then in the 83rd minute, Joe Bunting, or Joel Bunting, sorry. I believe he scored with a uh, header. So they're able to uh, secure their very first win. And that's good. Now they're 1-1-1 for their inaugural season. And they should have uh, another home game coming up here soon. It looks like... Let's see, is this the just the home schedule, I believe? Looks like April 29th versus Gold Star Detroit, who they played uh, on the 8th. So get out there. Go cheer on your Clovers. They got the supporter section behind the goals, standing, chanting, and singing the entire game. It's a good time. Yeah, definitely going to get out there and check one of those games out. Yeah, and they'll be playing. I mean, like I said, they're they're scheduled to play the Red Stars. Is that what I just told you? I believe it is. Yeah. The Red Stars, or Gold Stars, April 29th. But they'll have one game at home in May. June, they have a game at home on the 17th of June. July, they have two home games so the fifth and the 15th august they'll have one home game september two home games and october one last home game for their season so that's uh their seasons stretched out i mean not a ton of games but they're kind of spaced out so it'll be easy for everybody to get out there and go cheer on your clovers yeah so agree agree to agree i think that's how they say it we got they need your support yeah gotta go out there come on might be their good luck charm Yep. Their four-leaf clover. Yep. Like Jamie's the Falcons good luck charm for audience attendance. That's right. Let's get, get you out there. Uh, oh. Jamie. Yo. I need... I, oh, man. I was just about to start talking about this game. And now I'm trying to figure out what's what's going on. Are the Red Sox and Angels playing right now? Um, it's likely. That seems crazy early for a game that's not. <laughs> Is it a makeup yeah. game? That's what I'm I'm trying to speed through and find the MLB schedule. It I mean, says rain delay on it, so. So let's see, it's in Boston, and where does Boston play tomorrow? Where's Boston play tomorrow? They're at at home tomorrow. That is kind of a weird time. Maybe. I was wondering if it was a makeup, maybe. 
Yeah, normally, and if it is, it's usually part of a double header. But yeah. yeah. Have they had any double headers yet? Yeah, I don't, not that I'm aware. I haven't of. seen any yet. Me either. Not yet. Um. Yeah, it's a real weird time because then I started thinking, all right, well, the Sox are at home, but then where are the Angels playing? And the Angels are just playing in New York tomorrow. So it's not like it's even, it's not that long of a trip. Odd. All right, well, you get some... uh... You get some. You get an afternoon ball game today. You get an afternoon right. ball game, and not just an afternoon ball game. As from what I'm led to believe, Shohei Otani is playing, so he's going to highlight this. Uh, I'm trying to see if he's still. Uh, they're in the warm up, so I'm not sure. But I think Otani's playing tonight. You know what? Otani is still good. He's still good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are questions I wanted to talk about last week. I mean, <laughs> is Otani, because my mind is made, made up. Is Otani the best baseball player ever? And I'm just, I'm sticking with a hard yes. I don't need any more time to think about it. I don't need any more, I don't need more longevity. I don't need him to play baseball for 20 years and get 700 home runs. What he's doing right now is crazy ridiculous not just the fact that he is um not just the fact that he's an amazing batter and pitcher but then you throw on top i mean i feel like i hear once to twice a year that otani has created a new pitch and then other guys in the in the sport are trying to work out his new pitches and he's he's just like I've read something about a new pitch he's been working on this year that's I'm gonna mess up the name but it's like a weird slow slider or something like I can't remember what it's called I'm gonna have to try to google it slurve no it wasn't a slurve because I've heard of that it was like Circle change? A modification of a circle change? Um, the gyro ball? <laughs> there's, that, there's that one. Now, I mean, it's pretty much simple as this, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, most pitchers, when they make a start and they put five, six innings, whatever in, you know, they get five days rest. They're icing their arm up. They can't move the next day. They don't even throw. No. You know what happens with Shohei? He plays the next game. He's in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something people can't really – like, you know, most people that aren't really fans of the game, 
would really appreciate guys people that know baseball is like wait man he's out he's a pitcher and he's playing the next day yeah like it's just one of those things all right so the pitch it's, it's that amazing. i was the pitch that i was thinking of that is his new favorite pitch is a sweeper it's a slider that he throws with less velocity on it and it's been killing it they say it's sort of a new pitch no one throws it better than him <laughs> and i mean like how many pitches what's what's the normal amount of pitches a pitcher is throwing usually I mean, typically a pitcher's count, starting pitcher's count is 80 to 100 pitches. Well, I mean, like, different types of pitchers. Like, because oh. what I'm oh. thinking of is, like, back like, back in college when I used to play, like, the show or a baseball game, and you would get, like, most pitchers, like, maybe, I feel like, four pitches. Some, you might have six, but... Like, I mean, I can remember playing with certain Orioles pitchers that had, like, two or three pitches that you could choose between. Yeah, I, I would say mostly it's, like, guys are having, like, three pitches to four pitches that they they generally use. They probably have a few other, like, you know, secret surprise. pitches. They'll throw surprises at yeah. you, you know, like somebody like nasty nesters he's going to give you things from all kind of different angles and stuff like that but typically you're looking at three or four pitches you know fastball a four seamer a you know a two seamer then you're then you're looking at some kind of a breaking pitch whether it be a slider or a curve um and then you got a guy that then you then you got an off-speed pitch yeah is, you know just and- a change up and then and then I'm looking up right now like the the fact that it's saying that Otani has seven different pitches that he uses and the fact that he has so many he's like he can't have the catcher calling the baseball game he's got to call the baseball game cuz he's got to he can't wait for the catcher to pick the right pitch for him to say okay that's what i want he's just like hey i i'm throwing a sinker right now (laughs) catcher's like all right (laughs) so i mean all those things together and i was reading it's kind of just he's been brought up and he he hasn't gone out and like been big in the in partying or anything and now he's he's only he's in a new country too so instead of going out and socializing like a lot of people a lot of players do he just studies baseball constantly and things like that is what they're saying and that's just how he's learning and turning himself into into the the next new thing. I mean, and I say the next new thing because I don't know if you saw uh, MLB had a story last week, Jamie, about a kid. 
I could think I I said his name a million times last week, so I wouldn't forget it. I want to say his name's Brady Ware, plays in Division Two college baseball that threw a no-no and hit for the cycle, all in the same game. All that. So I mean, like in my mind, Otani's the best player ever because of what he's doing how he how he treats the game of baseball how serious he takes it and then and then i mean this i feel like he's gonna like he's changing baseball like pitchers are gonna really want to be i mean i i haven't heard pitchers wanting to bat like Otani since high school once it you guys know like pitchers love hitting in high school and then and then you get to college to the majors and they're like okay well I mean you'll hit when you're DA or like when you have to but you don't have to but I think it's gonna push guys and drive guys and I think those are things that I mean, I think that makes baseball more exciting. I mean, I know I know Jesse Cole has his theories on how to make baseball more exciting. I think superstars like Otani. I mean and I mean you get you get somebody with the charisma that Ken Griffey Jr. had that's killing it everywhere. I mean Griffey was Griffey was one of the greats, and he he was riddled with mm-hmm. injuries, right? Yeah, probably didn't have the the long standing career he probably should have, but we still look at him as as one of the greats. And I mean, I I can't not right. look at Otani as the best baseball player, especially that my eyes have ever watched. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're is any longevity to his career like it that's you're gonna everybody's gonna be saying that oh yeah i mean if there's longevity if he is able to take the uh angels if him and trout can win a world series in in anaheim in los angeles wherever the angels play (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, it, it, you still haven't seen a player do this since Babe Ruth so yeah and that's the bottom line too yeah and, and I mean we you, know where he goes I think it's easy for you to say that like he is the best right now talent wise who's better than him to, who can you do know? who yeah. can do what he does he's the absolute yeah. best baseball player most athletic baseball player I would say uh, I mean, he's and yeah, ten strikeouts, and then turn around and hit a ball four hundred and fifty, five hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, like, we haven't seen anybody like since Babe Ruth do it. You so, say, and I mean so, that's that's way before my time. So when I can't, I I don't like to argue. I feel like, I mean, 
what would Babe Ruth do in this time? What would Otani do back then? But it, they're different times. So if Babe Ruth is playing now, I mean, he's probably not smoking cigars in the dugout, a.k.a. it's not allowed anymore. He's probably not as wasted because we know more about the body maybe he is but i mean i i would just like you got to give him the benefit of the doubt if he's playing in the mlb of now that he's taking care of his body closer to how players are taking care of their body now i mean i i that's where that's where all the gray area jumps into my head when we're doing this but man have you seen those orioles Man, Grayson Rodriguez had a rough start yesterday against the White Sox, but the hitters of the Orioles came back in great fashion. They're still down second to last in the American League East, but, I mean, the Red Sox are in last place with eight. They're eight and eight. And I feel like in certain divisions, that's, or I know in certain divisions, that's second place. Like the whole American League East has been tearing it up. I mean, Tampa Bay 14 and 2 so far. Get all your wins out of the way right now. But they, I mean, it's 14, 10, 10, 9, and 8 wins. The, The whole division is tearing it up. But man, I want to say the Orioles in one stat, and it's crazy when I look at team stats and then individual stats. Orioles are second in stolen bases right now, behind the Guardians, at twenty-five, uh, twenty-five and twenty-four, and. The Orioles have two players that are tied for the most stolen bases this year. Jamie, is it because the bases are closer? We only got a couple, uh, not even a minute. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's a lot of that. It's exactly that. I mean. And the pitch clock because uh, runners are starting to be able to get a little timing. Um uh, on account of pitchers not being able to, you know, kind of set that up a little bit more because yeah. of the timer, pitch timer. Yeah, it, it, and the bases being closer, man, you get on base, you, these guys are running. Yeah. I love it. Now, I want to ask you one thing. With it being the first month of baseball season, do you think pitchers will get more used to the pitch clock and it'll be able to keep the stolen bases down a little bit better? Is it, are we seeing so many stolen bases right now because pitchers still aren't 100% in on it? I'm sure there'll be some adjustments, and especially when you get towards uh, the end of the end of the year when games start, you know, kind of particularly mattering a little differently. Yeah. Of course, you don't want to lose any now, but uh, when, when you get to that point where – those one-run games are going to be the difference of making playoffs and stuff like that. 
I think you'll you'll see some adjustments. They're gonna get used to it and they'll figure out how to hold certain guys back a little bit. Yeah. But I, I think I think I think a lot of it has to do with that pitch clock because I, I'm watching guys on base and you know they kind of they kind of know when the pitcher has to get started and you see them kind of almost take like a running like a like a running start before they even start like they get themselves a little hot. It's uh so yeah. But it, it, it's making it fun. I mean, you watch these games, the timer is making these games faster. It's incredible to get through a game in two and then two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but you gotta, you gotta pay more attention to your baseball games now. You can't just turn the baseball game on in the background and walk by and catch a, catch a bunch of stuff. You got yeah. you got to watch more of it. So, but it's nice. I mean, I've been watching almost every single Orioles game this year. So, I'm I'm loving I'm loving what's going on. We have been yeah. we have been pulled off of the uh, radio, but we're still online broadcasting on Facebook Live. I want you guys to check us out next week. We'll uh, have some NFL draft coverage for you. Till next time, bring it in. Bring it in.